Oh, you well, you got you bad, you could you dance, dance, dance. Oh, yeah. Can't stop the podcast. One <laughs> you got boop, bop, boo, and just dance, dance, dance. Come got on. All the things that big that beats of you dancing. I can't stop the podcast. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. <laughs> and this, regrettably, is No Nerds Allowed. And we will be in Trolls 3. <laughs> no, we can't play this game. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
oh what <laughs> like oh is something wrong with donnie like what's what's going on um, okay so it has a purpose is what you're telling me exactly it's related yeah to the plot. <laughs> and that's not exactly how it goes but it's something like that the yeah, point yeah. is is that the rest of them are like shooting the shit talking something stupid about smurfs and then jake gyllenhaal gets really upset about it gotcha. um anyway trolls is a movie that i find marginally tolerable if it were if it were one degree more annoying than it is I would I would be in full fuck this movie mode. But okay. it's not. Yeah. So it's okay, fine. It's annoying, but it also has its merits enough that I can survive to the end of it. Things that I like about the first Trolls movie. Again, I think it's a very successful reboot of like getting, getting that new generation to get involved right, right. in the Trolls action. Very effective. Mm-hmm. It really like makes a choice with its aesthetic and totally sticks to it the whole movie. And I think it's very visually appealing. Like the animation right. and like the character design are very fun and very appealing and very colorful. And the whole like scrapbook aesthetic it's just like right. so good and they totally capitalize on it in the second one like every time there's like right. around water and it's like glitter or like confetti or like glitter i'm like yeah this is dope i love this yeah water rules uh it it's it's a music it's annoying video. you can just say it it's annoying it, it's not annoying it's like a music <laughs> yeah. video that you show your kids on youtube on one of those weird animation sites that's probably made in yeah. India and might pause to tell your kid how to kill themselves, maybe. That's uh, not annoying. Like, you don't think that's annoying? <laughs> it's like one of it's like someone took like five of those and then connected them with a plot. And some of the time when they sing, it's really fun. And other of the times when they sing, I'm like, why? Hey, 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 guys, hey. So uh, you mentioned that it's colorful and that you like that. Yes. I have a take about that. Okay. Um, things being pretty is a result of making distinct and specific choices, especially when you're talking about color, right? Yes. I would argue that all the colors is not a valid color palette for a movie or for a scene or for a shot or for anything. But here's the thing. I just turned it to John Mulaney, but here's the thing, <laughs> uh-huh. is that in that I would say that is a good argument, except it's not, because they do make decisions about that, because when you're in Trollland, it is rainbow, but then the rest of the time when you're other places, there's other color palettes. Like when you're in Bummertown, with all the people that sing that song by the gorillas, it's all like gray and brown and green and gross colors. I totally forgot everything about Trolls 1, I'm just now realizing. Yeah, I can tell. You don't have um, it memorized like I do. <laughs> the, um, still, though, I would say... You don't remember when the little prince guy is on his big wheeler going up the stairs to a hip-hop version of the Mountain King? That's right, that's right. Okay, so... That's very fun. I actually just, quite enjoyed that scene. Yeah, I do too. Just in general, um, I am annoyed by pop song like needle drops in movies like 85% of the time and Trolls 2 is like pop song needle drop colon the movie yeah 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 it's like literally the whole movie is just like built around the most annoying possible pop song needle drops um so that in and of itself is um a hurdle for me so what Um, I what I did to convince myself that I was okay with all the needle drops is that I had to go, Adeline, this movie isn't for you. It's for parents and children. And parents understand, the, know these songs, and the children are learning them for the first time and are happy to hear covers of them. So it's just introducing classic songs to children, and that, so, okay. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm concerned about the tone we've taken so far in this podcast. What do you? I thought we created a very safe space. What do you not like about the energy? Because the energy I was expecting to go into this podcast about Trolls World Tour with was, what the fuck? This is the weirdest, (laughs) craziest movie I've ever seen, and it's so annoying. (laughs) And we're talking in a really level manner right now. 
Yeah. And I feel like I can only go so long before I blow a gasket. <laughs> well, um, we're just going to have to wait for that bomb to go off, my friend. Okay. So, okay. Regarding Pop Song Needle Drops in this movie, I, yeah. in favor of Trolls World Tour, I think it is smarter about the way it deploys them. Absolutely. Because in the original movie, they would use these pop songs as musical numbers within the story, right? Yeah. It would be the character singing the song in order to express themselves, right? Yeah. Which sucks because it's a song written for a totally different reason than to be in Trolls, so it's only going to kind of match up to exactly the emotional yeah. wavelength you're like trying to clue Poppy into. Like when Poppy sings Hello Darkness, My Old Friend to Branch when they're just chilling mm-hmm. at the campfire... Yeah. I feel like maybe that wasn't the point of the song when they <laughs> right. wrote it. And, and I might movie... be wrong. I might be wrong, but I just don't think that Poppy truly <laughs> understands Hello Darkness Wild Friend. <laughs> um, so, uh, but this movie, I mean, it still does that a couple of times. But more yeah. often than not, um, they they are singing pop songs as diegetic pop songs. They're like, oh, this is a song that I'm gonna sing. Which but is a totally different weird. can of worms. What's really weird, though, is that I noticed this. Because in the first movie, they're just doing covers of the songs. But in the second movie, they're, like, changing lyrics of the songs to fit <laughs> right. what's going on in the movie. Because trolls and, just want to have fun. Yeah, and when they did that, <laughs> then I just didn't know what the fuck we were doing anymore. Because <laughs> right. I thought we were just singing pop songs so that we could sell the album to children and parents right. and recognize the covers. That's what I thought we were doing. But then when Poppy sings, trolls just want to have fun, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. Branch interrupts trolls just want to have fun to sing a verse about how he's in love with Poppy. I'm like, but that's not <laughs> right. how that song goes. Yeah. And the um, children don't know that. So now the children are going to think that girls that just want to have fun. Have fun is about trolls and just and A, about trolls, and B, has this weird verse that Branch sings in it, and it doesn't have either of those things. And now and I just don't know thing. what we're doing. Right, and here's the thing about Branch's verse in Trolls Just Want to Have Fun. Yes. Is that first of all, I hate every part of that sentence. Second of all, yeah, uh-huh. um, you have Justin Timberlake is phoning in this performance so goddamn hard, yeah, and especially in his singing capacity. Well, because um, this, I mean, trolls just want to. First of all, it's Justin Timberlake, right? Yeah, he's like one of the most vocally versatile male pop stars. That is working today, right? Yeah. He's an incredible vocalist. And for this song, they decided to have him sing, um, Trolls just wanna have fun. Oh, trolls just wanna have. Like, perfectly baritone, in no way strenuous or difficult to do. Like, the most boring possible arrangement to hand to Justin Timberlake to yeah. have him sing. I don't get that at all. And I'm trying to think of Branch's character this whole movie. Because what was fun about the Trolls movie is that you had all these big names like Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake, and they Mm -hmm. were in these, like, silly roles, but, like, Justin Timberlake was, like, doing comedic things and, like, making character choices because Branch was, like, this solemn, like, stick in the mud while everyone else was super happy. So he was, like, making funny acting decisions. Mm -hmm. But in this movie where Branch is just, like, happy to go along and it's just about, and he's just being Kristoff from Frozen 2 the whole movie, I feel like his performance isn't as good either. Like, he has, like, his emotional, like, sad part where he's like, oh, man, Poppy won't listen to me. I'm sad now. And I just, I don't, he's just, he's not that sad. He's way sadder in the first movie when he talks about (laughs) his grandma getting eaten or whatever. Like, it doesn't, (laughs) I I don't feel anything, and I felt something in the first movie. Um, yeah, and I don't know, and I feel like, I just think every line reading Justin Timberlake delivers in this movie is just, like, the most boring, most obvious, like, non-thought requiring delivery. And this guy was was, like, the the third lead in the social network, right? Yeah. Like, Justin Timberlake can fucking tear it up when he wants to. Yeah. But, and I don't know, I don't remember what he was like in the first movie. I'm well, sure he was fine. Movie, but it, it didn't it, stand out to me as being flat and boring, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and it's in the first movie, but he's the stick in the mud during the, around all these. He's playing the straight man, and it's very effective. Right. And then there's moments when he breaks that. Like, there's that moment when they're talking to the cloud, and they, like, high-five, and he, like, grabs a stick and, like, breaks it in half and, like, starts screaming. And, like, that's funny because he's been playing the straight man the whole movie. Right. So when he breaks it, it's funny. And you've also got a better character relationship between Poppy and Branch because Branch is still a stick in the mud and Poppy is all happy and he has to, like, control her. And that's, like, where right. the character conflict comes in. And in the second one, when he's, like, in love with her and is just trying to make her happy, he's just a yes man the whole movie. And I get that that's a plot point, but it's, like, boring. And the conflict becomes that just, like, Poppy just isn't listening to me, but I have only been saying that I agree with her just because I like her. Like, the conflict isn't as interesting either because it's just, like, I'm being boring intentionally and I wish I wasn't being boring, but I'm being boring because I want you to be happy. Right. It's like, well, this that that's fine for character-wise. But acting-wise and the rest of the movie-wise, it's kind of boring because Branch is just kind of there. Right. So, okay. If you had to say one thing that this movie, that Trolls World Tour, is about, what would you say that it is? This is a trick Uh, question. If you say, I don't see color, you're a dumbass. See, here's my thing about it. Yes. There are about 400 different thematic ideas in this movie you would none be of right. none of which get the appropriate emphasis to be a central theme of the movie right they're all adjacent though they're all basically I don't the even same, think so but they're at a the little beginning, bit different at the beginning Poppy's like oh I don't want to fight we don't know if they want to fight we should just be diplomatic and solve things without violence and Branch is like well but you never know and you think that's what the movie's gonna be about but then once they find out that they are actually bad guys they don't talk about that ever again and then, like, it's sudden, you know, and, you know, generally it becomes about, like, appreciating music and being being open-minded about other people's things. And that, you know, carries through, but there's also, I'm just going to list a whole bunch of things that this movie wants to okay, be about. Okay, great. Um, it, but, you know, and it's also, uh, there's that whole thing about how Branch wants to use the manual and do things right, and Poppy wants to be more spontaneous, and that doesn't always work out. That's brought up a handful of times. There's the whole thing about how Poppy's not really very good at listening and Justin Timberlake is. So it's sort of about the value of listening to people and not steamrolling other people's ideas. And that's a whole other thing. And then they take like 20 minutes in like the third act of the movie to just like do this weird thing about colonialism and cultural appropriation that's like weirdly impactful and salient in that moment, but then totally is not relevant for the rest of the movie at all. So that's yeah. just done. And then yeah. they're like, oh, and people are different and we should value that. And you're like, God damn it. Like, what is going on with this movie? Like, it's insane. Like, every 10 minutes, it wants to be about something different. That's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> like, and. <laughs> Talking about the the whole colonialism thing, yeah, I was... Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay. The first 20 minutes of this movie are the most annoying 20 minutes of any movie I've ever seen. Can I just say this? Op- the opening of this movie kind of fucking sucks and yeah, it's really long. Yeah, it kind of blows. And it's, it's just so like... It's long. It's ugly and garish and it's they're constantly singing bad arrangements of annoying songs with the expectation that you're eating it up with a spoon, well, which I'm you're not. Well, I'm talking about... I'm talking about the very beginning with the techno trolls, and we see them get taken over. That by the also rock blows. Trolls. I'll it get to that in a so second. It takes I, right, and like, it's just so annoying. But so yeah, with the techno trolls, my big, I God damn it, I have so many <laughs> different things, and I can't figure out what order to put them in. That's gonna be the most effective. This is a big point, okay? okay. I have a lot of these for this movie. Okay, this great. Is, this is the tone I was more expecting to go in this <laughs> okay, podcast, right? I'm just watching you go insane. <laughs> I know, you are, because it's insane. Okay. <laughs> it's not even... I don't think this movie really cares that much about actually visualizing music, right? Like, the techno-pop... Or the, the, I don't know, the EDM trolls at the beginning. That sequence where they're all dancing to One More Time, whatever. Which is a pop song, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, it's not techno music. Um, it's, like, not even cool. There's, like, some guys, and then they're like, oh, and then the beat's gonna drop. And they're like, oh, oh, and the beat drops. Oh, and then, like, 
it's kind of boring and not that cool and visually nothing yeah, really it's happens. it's kind of just the same like in pop songs when they drop the beat and it's just yeah. the chorus again. <laughs> like, I want, what I, I think the thing that this movie needs to be first and foremost is passionate about music. Yeah. And I think that it is a little bit passionate about music, but I don't think that passion comes through when it comes to visualizing what different kinds of music are and what different kinds of music do, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think mean, I that think the rock music... Yeah. Like, because you have the country trolls, and Poppy has that line, she's like, she they don't know that music is supposed to make you happy. And, like, that's, like, a really interesting point, that, like, pop music is supposed to be, like, a happy, like, dancey thing. But, like, so is techno music. But, and, like, like it, they, they, they touch the point, and then they don't really, like, go back to that, which they do with a lot of things. Or they're, like, right. they're talking about the differences between the types of music, but also how they go together, but they don't really bring that up again. Like, uh, Long Legs McGee, whose name was never told to me, and I will never remember, <laughs> he's right. like, oh, I'm, I'm pop and funk, and my brother is hip-hop, which right. I thought was just pop music, but maybe that's my fault. But... <laughs> But it's, like, there there are ways that the music, like, really, like, fits in together. Like, if they got to the, if they got to the country place, and they were, like, oh, pop music fucking sucks, we're the country people, but then Branch was, like, Poppy, you can't just give them pop instead of country music, and then Branch starts singing, like, Uptown Road or something, I would Uptown. be, like, oh, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, this is dope, like, because Uptown you're teaching- Road. <laughs> what the fuck is this song called? <laughs> <laughs> old Town Road. <laughs> I forgot Fuck. what this Old Town Road. They absolutely should have played Old Town Road. That would you just yeah. wrote a way better version of that scene. Even though I yeah. think it would still be annoying, it would still make more sense than what. Yeah, because happened. it'd be Branch being like, "Poppy, you're not listening to these people and what they like about country music. You're just trying to because it goes back to the listening thing too. You're just right. replacing country with pop, and that's not the point of this. We're trying to bring everybody together." And then Branch sings Horse Town Road. <laughs> <laughs> Uptown Horse. Up um, Horse Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am Up Horse Road without a paddle right now. <laughs> I am Up a Horse Road. Okay. God. Um, Can I just say, I'm really upset with how they handled Hickory. Because I loved Hickory. Right. I, maybe I just have a soft spot for cowboy characters, but when Hickory showed up, I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, cowboy right. dude, I love it. And so, then he is revealed to be a bad guy, and then we never see him ever again. <laughs> right, it's like he was a bad guy. See yeah. Um, okay, so, d- just a second. I, what I was talking about before was not necessarily so much about, um, like caring about music and, like, describing what it does. I mean, just in terms of the visuals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted there to be a thoughtful, like, visual representation of each of these different kinds of music that plays really strongly and really gets to the core of something about the different kinds of music, right? Mm -hmm. I think the, like, red and white zigzags for the rock music are kind of cool. Which is sort of what I want out of this whole thing, but they don't do anything even a little bit like that for any of the other kinds of music. Mm-hmm. That I think that the 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 styles of music should translate really strongly visually. That's what I was trying mm-hmm. to say earlier. Um, but the um, so okay, yeah. Just speaking of the the rock and roll stuff. I think the reason I'm bothered by the non-color palette of the trolls world, the pop trolls world, it's weird to call them pop trolls now because they were just trolls before, but whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. um, is that once you get to other places and it actually looks good and like the movie is really beautiful in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Like, my favorite is the, like, weird Fury Road sequence where they're, like, in the cars going across this, like, desert and it's, like, kind of cloudy and gray but, like, punctuated by, like, the red of the rock trolls, you know? Yeah. Love that. Looks great. And you're like, these are these are intelligently made design decisions that I'm really on board with. And then whenever you go back to the pop trolls, it just doesn't cut the mustard anymore. You're like, this is hideous. Like, <laughs> Okay, this... but 
is but, but, ugly but, 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 to look but. at. That one area in the Paw Patrol's world where the string is kept, where they got that waterfall, but the waterfall is like confetti. That's cool. That's kind of cool. That's a, that's cool as shit. I like looking Pretty at good. that thing. That thing's Pretty cool. Good. Um, I'm looking through my notes. Um, hey, it cracks um, me hey, up that. Um, hey, oh, hey, Jackson. Sure. Hey, hey, hey. Where the what? fuck is my Scottroll? I know. I was watching this with Anna. I was watching this with Anna, and she literally said the exact same thing. Because they okay. First of all, this movie tries to be a thing. Like all different types of music are like porn and cool and interesting in their own way, and then they never fucking talk about classical music like even one time. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what cracks me up is they go out of their way to make sure the classical music trolls get destroyed off screen, so you don't have to listen to any classical music. Yeah, exactly. Like heaven forbid that actually happens. But I just wanted some like classical troll. With, like, a trombone and a trumpet and then one of the rock trolls with their fucking guitar to, like, stand next to each other. And they'd be like, we can combine our magic powers to create ska music. The perfect form of music. (laughs) And I'd be like, yes, thank you. You've learned the lesson of the movie, which is ska music is the best kind of music. You know what I kind of want? I want this movie to be, like, what was the old iPhone game where you started with, like, Earth, Fire water and air and you like mix them together in different combinations you would make all kinds of things like you put earth and you're talking about and i can't think of what it's called you like put earth and fire together and it makes like pottery or something and then you put pottery and water together and it makes like a dish or whatever those are bad examples but like and you like try to like fill out the whole pokedex of objects by like finding the different combinations i want i want this movie to be that like with music like you have four base elements you're like classical jazz pop and or like rock and like hip-hop and then from there you like mix and match and keep moving them together until you get like late 90s post-grunge SoCal with, like, Smash Mouth and Fountains of Wayne, right? Well, I think like, kind of, this is another thing that they kind of touched on when the when you meet Hip Hop Brother and Poppy's right. like, what what even is hip hop? I don't know what that is, which is BS because they definitely sang hip hop songs in the first Trolls movie, but we're going to ignore it. Also, this movie has a really loose grasp on genre. Pop song? Is that what we're just going to say? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. but... But he's like, she's like, I've never heard of hip hop. And I look down at my map, and there's not like a hip hop trolls area. And he's like, Oh, your your map is out of date. And then we like get all these different like kind of subgenres of trolls who have like their own kind of music. And I wish that was a theme too. That it's like you're trying to label all these groups of people as hip hop or as pop or rock. And it's like that's not how music works. Music is really fluid in between all right. these genres. And like they they touch on it. They're so close to talking about yeah. it, but they don't. And this movie, like, just touches on a lot of things like that. Because it's yeah. about 40 million things, and it can't yes. settle on what it actually wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, I... So, okay. I just... I want to reiterate again how deeply, deeply irritating it is whenever they sing pop songs, right? Yeah, well, because... And... Well, the I, thing about it... The thing about it... The thing about it... The thing about it... Is that right? it's like... It, it's because for some reason the the whole point of the movie is that people keep shitting on pop music because they're like oh it's right. repetitive and it's empty and it's just about the music blah 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 and it's like I'm waiting for the movie to prove those people wrong right. to like stand up for pop music is really good pop music right but what they do is that whenever they want to show off pop music they needle drop like the worst songs possible <laughs> i know and the songs that are most annoying to hear anna kendrick sing yeah so when anna kendrick sings Opa uh, trolls style. just want to have fun and right. who let the dogs out and some other third thing i'm right. just like oh my god like there's there's good the good music exists and you didn't choose any <laughs> of it See, so, like, at this point, they're kind of self-aware about it, right? Like, the joke is that they sing all these bad pop songs and the country trolls don't like it and they put them in jail, right? Yeah. But if they were truly being self-aware about it, if they didn't truly think those songs are annoying, they wouldn't have made you listen to them sing them. I think, like, a great piece of punch-up would be, like, they, like, reconvene. They're like, we got to convert them on the, the merits of pop music. We gotta sing the most important songs of all time. I'm talking Who Let the Dogs Out. I'm talking Opa Gangnam Style. And then just hard cut to them in jail. 
Yeah. Like, just like make that. I think that would be hilarious. Like well, I don't know but how if they the got movie... permission to sing Opa Gangnam style because Psy like fucking hates America. Like he kind of <laughs> right. wishes capitalism and all of us were dead. So I have no idea how they got this song in Trolls Two. I really don't know. I don't know. I have no. I have no knowledge of this. <laughs> I I just don't know. I don't understand it. Anyway. Um. And as I'm looking through my notes, I wrote down about when Mr. Dinkles meets God. I thought that was funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Mr. Dinkles. There's I hate this, him. So, okay. I hate For him the fans in the first movie. I hate him now. Also, what's the whole thing <laughs> with Biggie? That whole plot point with him where he's like, I don't want to go with you, Branchy. I think this is about, I think it's just about Poppy not listening. But he's like, yeah. I don't think this is a bad idea. I don't want to go with you. And she's like, no, you should go with me. My <laughs> pinky promise that I won't let any danger come to you. And he's like, okay. And then they go, and then danger happens. And then Biggie's like, fuck you. I got hurt a little bit. Peace out, bitch. And then right. he does that, and then he feels bad. And then we never come back to that ever again. <laughs> I am waiting for James Corden to, like, take a take a prestige movie from A24 or Neon or something. Uh-huh. And, like, win Best Supporting Actor. Like, one of these days, he's gonna, like, bust out of his shell and deliver some insane performance, and everyone's gonna be blown away, and he'll be America's sweetheart forever. But as of right now, his um, film career is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's Trolls and Peter Rabbit and the Emoji Movie. And, yeah. like, he's gotta get it together. Like, yeah. one of these days, he, I swear to God, he's gonna pull an Adam Sandler and be in something that's just so insane and so great that nobody can ignore it. And then go right back to being annoying again immediately afterwards. Which is fine. That you can um, be annoying. You have to do one good thing and then you can right. be annoying. In order to justify being rules. annoying. Um... So can we talk about how Ozzy Osbourne is in this movie? Yeah, he actually is, which is bad. Don't like it. Um, the so okay. There's this bit in the movie <coughs> where the I'm trying to think about how to express this. So okay. they find the funk trolls, and the funk trolls. <coughs> sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat because I haven't been talking that much today. Um, and I have coronavirus. They go to the funk trolls. And first of all, I want to just sort of commend this movie on how conscientious it is about, like, the race politics of music, you know? Yeah. Like, the the coding is really, like, accurate and respectful of the cultures that actually created the music that they're talking about. Which yeah. I think is an easy thing to mess up, and they were conscientious and did that really well especially um, when you have to turn them into little monsters like they did a good job of like this person is flat coated but it like it looks like a really nice and like effective way of doing that right and also they're a four-legged goat person but like that doesn't it's not offensive it still looks fine and it's like right. okay good great you did a good job <laughs> right yeah so when they get to the funk trolls which is, okay, and I mean, I don't know, it's a weird criticism now because they kind of address it in the movie, but breaking down music into its basest elements and making them pop, electronic music, classical music, funk, and country music, and what's the other one? Um, uh, rock. Rock. Is insane. Right. It's insane. It's an insane way to group music. But yeah. then well, just it, to it say kinda... that, like, rock and pop have, like, nothing in common is, like, just, like... Wrong. Yeah. Especially with, the like, only punk difference, too. The only difference between rock and pop is, like, what kind of music you're playing, or what kind of instruments you're playing the music yeah. on. Anyway. Um, but they tell this whole story about how, like, the pop trolls, like, long ago started co-opting all the different kinds of music for themselves and almost became, like, this colonialist, like, dictator, like, appropriating yeah. all of the different kinds of music and taking it for themselves. Which is a really effective and really salient point about, like, the appropriation of pop music and how it's constantly being taken from minority subcultures and rejiggered into something more palatable for a wider audience 
and suddenly being sort of taken away from the people who invented it, right? Yeah. You see it over and over and over again. And that is like a an insanely well-constructed metaphor that really, really works and is interesting. And at this point, I've sat through like an hour and ten minutes of annoying-ass trolls singing pop songs. Basically, you're and, not allowed to make a good point anymore. Yeah. And we've like, been here And then too we long. hit that point, and I'm like, I mean, look, it's not an hour in. I think it's more like 30 or 40 minutes in. Yeah. So I was expecting it to, like, take a heel turn and, like, become about something more important and, like, take itself a little bit more seriously now that we've sort of turned that corner, right? Yeah. And I was like, I was so into that. I was like, this is cool and interesting, and I'm ready to, to accept this movie like heading in With a different open direction. Arms. Yeah, I'm like, let's go, let's go, trolls too. I'm into it. You had me, you got me. Let's go. And then they just immediately drop it. They're like, yeah. anyway, um, rock trolls. That's crazy, right? Let's sing uh, Spice Girls. And you're like, fuck, no, <laughs> god damn it, stop. Oh, you're so close to making a good point, but you just I know. stop singing Uptown Dog Horse just to do it. Up dog funk. Up dog funk horse. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why and did like, I? Why can't I remember Old Town Road? That's really bugging me. Why did I say Uptown Road? <laughs> Uptown, I don't know. And then okay, and so they're they're kind of and they're kind of in conversation with this whole idea that music is nuanced and you can't break it down into like these big chunks like they kind of do in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that they do that is they introduce these individual trolls that represent different genres. So there's like but the smooth jazz villains. trolls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's just because that's the the framing. I don't think it has to do with the kind of music. Yeah. There's like the the smooth jazz troll and the K-pop trolls and the reggaeton trolls. And I just want to point out that they only ever use one song for the reggaeton trolls, which is whatever. They couldn't <laughs> look up a second listen, reggaeton song. They didn't song. research techno music. You think they're gonna <laughs> research anything more right. nuanced than that? And then one of them are like the yodeling trolls. And it drives me crazy that they couldn't use any actual, like, German folk music. They had to just use the sample from the rock song that's in Baby Driver so people kind of know it as the yodeling representation in this movie. It's like, come on! Like, if you're going to do this, you have to care about each of these kinds of music that you're bringing up, you know? Hickory's ass came to life and then put on <laughs> some checkered slip-on vans and a fedora and they were like what's up we're the ska trolls me and my buddy here i would be so happy right oh my god but yeah it's just it, yeah it's weird like the movie is trying to set up that like there isn't a hierarchy of music that all music is the same right. but then we get back to the we need to sell an album that both parents and children will enjoy <laughs> right and nobody, and the yodeling just doesn't fit in there. Classical doesn't fit in there. Right. Real techno music doesn't really fit in there. Yeah. So we can't, we gotta, we gotta babyfy it a little bit. But then that kind of goes against the point of the movie. <laughs> you want to know a joke that I would write in if I were writing this movie? What would you write in? Uh, I would have one of the mercenaries be like math rock trolls. Yeah. Um, and they would be like, Hi, how's it going? Well, that's cool. I wish... Just, like, interrupting them with annoying math rock every time they start to talk. That would be funny. I would laugh, probably. Great. That's uh, good. <laughs> that, that would be my Trolls 2 joke. Um, there we go. I, I think say, I can take this concept. I think I can write a really good movie. I'm just saying. I know. It's a really fun concept. Because, like, the, the, the first Trolls movie was just about, like... I forget what the moral of the Trolls movie was. It was something like music is no, a way it to was express like, yourself you in a positive to... way and everybody needs a positive outlet. No, it was like, you don't need drugs to be happy. Yeah. Because it was all about, which is like, uh, okay, except that maybe sometimes you do, but whatever. Yeah, just so we're not, they're talking about <laughs> recreational drugs, but The bad kind of drugs. The bad drugs. But anyway, maybe, yeah, but wait, do you want there to be one bummer guy who's just like, oh, I have clinical depression, and he, like, he's he's the only one who's allowed to keep eating trolls because yeah. he's got a deficiency in his brain, so he's the only one who's allowed to keep eating trolls? Is that what you want, Jackson? Yeah, no, there's one goblin who eats a troll, and he's like, 
I actually feel pretty good. I feel sort of back to my baseline, and now I can, you know, put more emphasis on exercise and a healthy diet in order to make myself feel better. You're like, oh, nice. Good on you, buddy. <laughs> and then they all break dance or whatever. <laughs> I can't stop the feeling. Got this troll in my body. And then the one who's depressed is like, can't start the feeling. And we all laugh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You get that joke? I gotta say, I can't really start like... The feeling, I really like... Can I... <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is like the math rock of podcasts. <laughs> if math rock was a podcast, anyway, I really, I really like the character design. I guess I just really like the performance of the lady who's playing Barb. I didn't recognize her name immediately, but I'm sure she's some famous singer. Yeah. Um. For some reason, my instinct was to say Sally Fields, but that's super not right. Hold yeah, on. no, that's not right. Are you Googling it? I'm Googling it, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rachel Bloom. She is... Um, one sec. Yeah, she's just kind of a voice actress. She's just kind of around. You wouldn't, like, know her from yeah. anything, but she's, she's no in, like... Anna Kendrick. She's on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show, and she was in Angry Birds 2, and... Which I've heard was actually okay, and I don't know what to do with that information. Anyway. Well, because the first one was, like, anti-immigration. Yeah, well, because the first one was grab the the movie, and then also about anti-immigration. Yeah, well, it was just like Jason Sudeikis being like, why are all these pigs coming over the border and stealing our jobs? Let's kill them. (laughs) You're like, okay, fine, I guess. And you're like, okay, little Timmy, we need to leave the theater immediately. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I really like her performance as Barb. Like, she really feels, like, she feels like a, a teenage girl who likes rock. Like, she's, like, kind of, like, insecure, and she's got, like, her group of friends, and, like, this is what they do. And, like, her relationship with her dad is just, like, really funny. Like, I just really right. enjoy her character. Yeah. And I think, I think this movie is in conversation with a really specific real-world phenomenon, right? Which mm-hmm. is kids thinking they're smart for not liking pop music. Yeah. I feel like everybody in the world goes through this phase where they turn, like, 11. And they figure yeah. out, they, like, learn who Van Halen is and think they're hot shit. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> this movie feels, like, really specifically a response to that real-world phenomenon, which I think oh, yeah. is cool. I think, in a way, it is sort of... De- it's deeply political in like the truest yeah. sense of the word meaning that it wants to enact a change in the world which is let's see if we can like imprint on kids that music is cool and you shouldn't be a douche hole about it yeah well because when barb shows up to all the different places like the things that she says are things that people say when she like mm-hmm. shows up to techno land and she's like you making bloops and bleeps isn't music or she shows up to classical <laughs> right. and she's like this shit's boring dog and she's right but she shouldn't say it and then she goes <laughs> just... to pop music land and she's like it's you got empty lyrics and just like basic sounds and you repeat the same thing over and over again it's like these right. are things that people say but that's not all of that genre of music. There are good classical songs. I haven't found one yet. Zing, but it exists. <laughs> God damn it, Adeline. What? <laughs> You're not making a good case. I know. Every single one of these genres you've brought up so far has been like, and it sucks. <laughs> so. But it's saying that like that that like that line of thinking that like definitely no, exists, yeah, totally. is like it's wrong and it's flawed and it's kind of it shits on people who like that thing. So why right. would you do? Why would you say that? But yeah, but then, like, the weird thing about it is that in its own weird way, it feels, like, contemptuous of pop music while simultaneously bludgeoning you over the head with pop music at every possible opportunity. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know what the, okay, like, I mean, I'll bring it up again, that sequence where they're like, we gotta sell them on pop music, and then they, they go, and it's not like, it's not like they're playing, like, genuinely beloved pop music that people respond to and love mm-hmm. they're going out of their way to pick like punchline pop music they're singing yeah. the baja men and opa gangnam style right yeah and that's kind of the joke of the sequence is that they're they're taking like the most insane most awful extreme of pop music and like but 
if the joke really thought that that pop music wasn't as valuable, then they wouldn't have made us sit there and listen to it. I know I said this exact same thing before, yeah. but that sequence has been... I've been playing it over in my mind ever since we watched it, and I can't figure out what the intent is when you write that. Like, I don't get it. You've just been sitting in a room hitting repeat on that scene for, like, 20 (laughs) minutes. Because, like, I don't know. And I guess it's like you write that scene as a gag, but I don't know. Maybe he just thought that actually hearing the music would be funny. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's it's kind of a double think of, like, (laughs) the, the trolls are trying to show the best of the genre, but the best of the genre is all these annoying songs, and that's funny. And it's also a bunch of songs we can put on that dope ass kids album that we're <laughs> right. gonna make. Exactly. So it's it's it. <clears throat> <laughs> it is like that double thing of like art versus corporate kind of. I feel right. I, it, it, I I do really think that sometimes like the the like capitalism of creating like movies and stuff like really infringes on the art sometimes but i don't like to like split it up into like two entities of like the artists and the capitalists Mm because i feel like that's just not true i feel like the artists are also in on the capitalist like way of like thinking and like selling the art to the audience so to be like oh no it's not the artist it's this some weird bad guy over there and not that there's a problem with the artists making the art in the first place you know yeah and the opposite is also true you know i think one of the things that um that uh i really took away one of my professors at uh my school right now he was he was a hollywood producer for a long time he was the sole producer he was the guy who made austin powers 2 happen (laughs) that's his Um, fault but like he spoke really passionately about like you know your job as a producer is to create something that's going to turn a profit right You and all of the people you bring together for this project, you're on the hook for their financial well-being, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to make something that will allow them to continue making cool things. But the only way that you can continue to make cool things is to make something that's actually good in the first place. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, and like obviously there's a give and take to it, but he was really passionate about working with directors and making sure that, you know... You know, having to intervene and, you know, be rational about things and sometimes having to be the bad guy. But at the same time, like, wanting to make something that has real value at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something I, that I really took away from that class is that, you know, it's, every, it's not – nobody in the films industry doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to make something good. Nobody goes yeah. out of their way to make a bad movie. Anyway. Yeah, that's why I think bad movies are so interesting. Because it's like, this is like a group of like a thousand people who all gave a shit. And mm-hmm. then it took like, it took like one thing to just like fully drive the train into the ocean. And it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> right, yeah. By the way, okay. This is something from way at the beginning I just forgot to mention. Yeah. DreamWorks doesn't need a big fancy legacy title card. But they did that, and it's like shots from like four different movies. And I'm like, wow. They got Kung so, Fu Panda and Trolls, and I'm like, oh, wow. Because DreamWorks. Now, nowadays, everybody needs to have a big dramatic, like, prestige title card, like Marvel yeah. does, right? Well, but when it's Marvel and, or Disney, it's because they do, because they've been around since, like, the 40s, and they do have a massive, like, right. work of, like, things that they could show off. But when it's DreamWorks, who's been around since, like, the 90s, right. so they got, and like, it's, 10 movies tops, and it's yeah. all of those shots are from the same 10 movies, and I right. can see two shots from Kung Fu Panda right next to each <laughs> other on your right. title card thingy. <laughs> Maybe there are different Kung Fu Panda movies. They could have been. Um, but yeah, okay, like Marvel... I watched, I watched Kung Fu Panda 2 yesterday. That movie works, <laughs> and it's great, and I love okay, it. Okay, maybe we could do Kung Fu Panda 2 sometime soon. It's so good. Um, we should do the three Kung Fu Pandas, because I still sustain that they're mostly exactly the same, and each of them are no, as good no, no, as no. the others. No, no, no. Second one's the best. First one is the second best. The third one is forgettable. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. But, uh, like, Marvel was the first people to do the big... (laughs) I love this gag. Um, 
the um, <clears throat> so like Marvel was the first people to do this big dramatic, like overly long, in self indulgent title card. Yeah. Which is like, you know, on the one hand, some people really hate it. I don't mind it because I think that title card specifically is cool and I like it's watching really it. It's pretty. Like, it's like, it's yeah. really pretty. And some people don't like that they got rid of the old, like, comic book page flippy one. But I don't know. I still like the new one better. Anyway. And then, you know, from there, Star Wars has one now. At the beginning of The Mandalorian, they have this weird little, uh, like, legacy title and DreamWorks just debuted theirs with this movie. And there's some other big example I'm forgetting. But the one that cracked me up was at the beginning of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega has oh. this big self-indulgent title card Sega. where it shows you, like, flipping through, like, screenshots of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Monkey Ball and oh, Knights Sega. and shit. And I you're wish, like, you have I not wish. earned this. I wish that Sega understood that no one gives a shit about Sega. Because they they've got Sonic and that but that's it. They haven't even had their own console since the Dreamcast. I, I think Sega get should a get Sega a new console. Game, you got to play it on a Nintendo console right. because Sega has been in debt and slowly dying since the beginning of time. I want to point out First of all, I think Sega should just surprise drop a new console like they do with the Dreamcast. Just that get on stage. I, then I would, I would support them if they yeah. would get off their ass and make their own fucking console. <laughs> just get on the stage at E3 and be like, hey, we're Sega. Um, we just made the best Sonic game ever made, and it's exclusive on the Sega Jupiter Extreme uh, available at GameStop today. It is uh, a microchip, and you plug it into your TV, and it... Breaks uh, your TV. Breaks, <laughs> breaks the internet. And everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? I just described Google Stadia, I think. Anyway. <laughs> but if it was just, like, some insane, crazy, weird console that they just, like, surprised... Did you hear about how they did that with the Dreamcast? No, I didn't. Literally, they got on stage at E3, and they were like, check out the Dreamcast. It's the first console with internet. It's got a weird little Tamagotchi you could put in the controller. Um, we're gonna... It's gonna launch with the Sonic game called Sonic Adventure... And um, anyway, if you go to GameStop today, you can go buy one. And everyone's like, whoa, what? <laughs> what the what? Then somehow it still flopped. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, man, Sega. God. But, Sega, <laughs> like, that's just, like, one of the most insane. Like, I love that. I wish that yeah. people would do that more often. I know. Just, like, drop things. Just be like, here's this thing. Well, because, like, I feel like with, like, modern journalism, especially about, like, video games... Is that, like, we know when something's happened. It's because they announce it so early. Because, like, there's such, like, a big, like, hype is so important in the video games industry for some reason. Right. And That's why like, a lot of people say that the Dreamcast flopped. Like, there wasn't enough time to, like, get people excited about it. Yeah, but, but that's when so When it was weird. just here, like, a whole bunch of people went out and bought it. But there wasn't, like, a groundswell of people, like, pre-ordering and making sure to get it and, like... You know, yeah. and well, stores also didn't really have like the infrastructure. Years and years in advance, like they'll just be like, "Oh, we're working on something, winky face," and it's like, <laughs> right. "Oh my, I don't care, I don't care." They're like, right. "Maybe, maybe, oh what, oh what's the game with the the face hugger?" And there's two of them, and people. Oh, Half Life. Yeah, maybe, maybe Half Life Three, wink, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fucking fuck off, I don't care." Right. See, but what I would say. Is that I don't think a surprise drop needs to be a complete surprise. Like, I think about Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. Because we all knew there was a Cloverfield movie coming. We knew there was a movie called The Cloverfield Paradox. And it had wrapped production, but they hadn't announced a release date yet. And we didn't really know anything about it, and there wasn't a trailer yet, right? Mm-hmm. And we were like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. And then America sitting on the couch at the Super Bowl, they were like, hey, Cloverfield Paradox, it's on Netflix today. And we are all like, oh, what the hell, that rules. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I think about how with the Switch, they called it the NX for so long, and it was like a big secret. Yeah. And like, we knew there was a console coming, and we knew it was going to be like the next-gen Nintendo but if they were like, here it is, it's the Switch, you knew it was something, but now we can tell you what exactly it is and well, go to GameStop and buy it today. Well, the thing <laughs> with know. Nintendo, too, with, like, their consoles and stuff, 
is that there is definitely more hype because you don't know what it's gonna be. When the when <coughs> Sony is right. like the PlayStation Five, I'm like, cool, another black rectangle. But <laughs> right. when Nintendo is like, we're gonna drop a new thing and it's called the Switch, you're like, what the fuck is that thing gonna be? It's gonna <laughs> right. be like a Rubik's cube with like buttons and screens on it. Like right, yeah. No, and I always I think it's so funny that like looking back on it. Because all we knew about it was that they were making a new console because the Wii U was not doing well. And basically everybody seemed to be on the same page that they're like, Nintendo's done with the gimmicks, right? Like the Wii U Mm -hmm. bombed. I think they're afraid of it. The NX is just going to be a black rectangle that you can play Zelda on. And they're going to make it... It's going to be a Zelda rectangle. Yeah, it's going to be a Zelda and Mario rectangle. They're going to make it, you know... uh, have a regular ass controller that you hold with two hands like a human and like it'll, they'll make sure it's really powerful so it can have like third party games on it everyone was like i think this is nintendo's time to finally go boring and then like they tr- announced that what the switch was and everyone just lost their goddamn minds because it's the <laughs> coolest thing in the world it's so and cool. like the fact that we were all so sure they were about to do something lame just made the fact that they did the coolest thing ever that much cooler. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, going back to Trolls World Tour. Yeah, uh-huh. My favorite bit in this movie um, is... Oh, one sec. Yeah, just sign for it. Like I said... Oh, okay, cool. Can you bring it inside? Jackson's Pizza is here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is inside. We're not leaving it on the porch. Oh, okay. So everything's good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank it's you for interrupting. It's a emergency. Me. Okay, yes, thank you. You're, you're Put it on the table and leave me alone. Hi, Adeline. Hi. Adeline. You're my favorite. Jackson's my second favorite. Yay. Put the pizza. Go put it on the table. You want some, you want some pizza? Stop Hi. looking at me. Anna, I would never treat you like this. I just want you to know. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, what was I talking about? I don't know whether I'm going to keep that in or not. <laughs> Um, I ordered a pizza and it came and my roommates felt the need to interrupt me and tell me that it came. Anyway. <laughs> so. At the end of the movie, uh-huh. uh, Poppy, or like, what? okay, first of all, I think that if they're going to just rip off Infinity War for this movie, they should have ended the movie when Poppy broke all the strings and all the color got sucked out of the world and there was no more music and be like, uh, Branch will return in Trolls Endgame. Uh, <laughs> First of well, all, but, <laughs> uh, go ahead. One thing is that I two things I don't get. Okay, so she's like, I'm gonna turn the, the whole movie. She's like, I'm gonna like unite everyone. Everyone's gonna love rock and roll, and we will be united <clears throat> in like this like awesome genre of music that we're all super into. But then we get to the end of the movie, and she's like, I'm gonna turn you all into rock zombies. Like it's like. It's, like, against their will, and it's, like, they don't actually like rock and roll, and it's, like, what the... Right. But that's not what you want, so why are you, like, hey, now? Yeah. And so, then second of all, so Branch gets turned into a rock zombie, and that's that's fun. I wish it lasted for more than two seconds, but that's fun. But then Anna Kendrick gets turned into a rock zombie, but here's the thing. She doesn't because she's got gumdrops in her ears from earlier, of course, of course. which is fine. But then why is she all goth now? If it didn't work. Don't worry about it. But, but why? <laughs> Here's what I wanted to say about it. Okay. So, in trying to stop... What's her name? What's the rock troll's name? Oh, I really like her name, and I can't remember. I said it earlier. Mohawk. Barb. In trying Barb, to stop... Barb. Barb. In trying to stop Barb, Anna Kendrick messes up, breaks the strings. Everything turns into black and white. There's no more music left in the world. We had not established that that's what the strings do, but whatever. But it's fine. Uh, and then everyone works together to bring music back into the world. But while, because it was inside of us all along and you can make music with your body. Yeah. But that you always made music with your body. So what does that even mean? Shut it doesn't up. matter. Shut up. Um, but I love that when everything's black and white, while they're trying to figure out how to bring music back for that brief moment, they're still, like, talking as if this was Barb's fault. They're like, we can thwart Barb's evil plan and bring music back. It's like, no, she didn't want to do that. Poppy yeah. messed that one up. This is Poppy's fault. 
You're thwarting Poppy's evil plan right now. Yeah. yeah they're, they're like, like still talking about Barb as the bad guy. And everyone's like, Poppy, yeah. you fucked up. Yeah, like Barb didn't try to take the music away. It's not what she wanted. Yeah. She wanted a different thing. Why is she still the bad guy? Well, what I would have done, if, and this isn't in writing, this is in visual effects. Uh-huh. We've got our free flavors of music, and they all, and we have those five different colors. And when everybody like brings their music back, I think they should have been like, having those five separate colors like still wasn't wasn't free enough like we were still kind of like we didn't all want to be rock or we didn't all want to be pop but like we also don't want to just be these five things so at the end when they're like oh the music was inside of me all along if then suddenly everybody was like their own color and like even if they were like similar colors everyone's like oh you you can't contain music music is just like about how whatever you feel I think that would have been a much better conclusion that was probably more on brand if they had done that instead of just being like, you can still have funk music. <laughs> so, um, I, I, do we have anything else we want to say before we wrap up the episode and I can go eat my pizza? I mean, I, 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 what I like, what I like, what I really, really like, fuck. What, <laughs> <laughs> what you really, really, really want to zig a zig a ah. What I like so much about the Trolls movies, which makes it sound like I really like these movies and I don't, but what I (laughs) do like is that they make really, like, strong aesthetic choices, and I love that so much, especially in animation, where it's like, this could just be a really boring 3D animated movie with just trolls, and then, then it would just be fucking bad and annoying, but because they, like, just make these hard decisions or, like, everything's going to look like a scrapbook and it's going to mm-hmm. be tactile and dope as hell. And I'm like, right. okay, I will I will sit here through Anna Kendrick singing pop songs because <laughs> right. everything is so pretty. And it's like, I just, I really respect them for doing that because they absolutely didn't have to to get little kids' ass in seats. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I... You just I really want to eat pizza, just admit it. No, 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 no. I think this movie is pretty much as good as the first one. I think it just has higher highs and lower lows than the first one. That's fair. Um, I felt more deeply spiritually embarrassed by this one than I did the first one. (laughs) But I also felt more gratified at certain times by this one than I did the first one. Well, have you ever so, been like, more I guess it all evens out. Have you ever been more embarrassed than when they go to Bummerville for the first time and all of them are singing that gorilla song? <laughs> and you're just like, how the hell did the gorillas, who are like this high art concept band, like, right. let their song be in Trolls 2 and just be I, like, oh, this, is, this was not their intention, but somehow it still happened. I don't think that's nearly as bad as Trolls Just Want to Have Fun, Adeline. That's okay. You know what? You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Trolls, trolls Just Want to Have Fun, like, I might call the police. Okay, because listen, Cause... Like, I, I think that Girls Just Want to Have Fun has its place. Sometimes when I hear of that course song, it does. I'm like, hell yeah, this song, this song is a fun time and I enjoy it. But it can also be used for evil. And this is <laughs> right. one of the times when it's used for evil. <laughs> totally. Okay, so this is a weird situation because this movie is hot off the presses. Oh, it's we are watching and talking about this movie day one, Um, and also it's a movie that people don't care about. No, Um, so there really isn't any good um, material in any review websites I found. I spent some time looking. I couldn't find anything that was really that funny because there's only like a dozen or so reviews on any given the platform. Yep. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a plan on how to end this besides just saying that uh, you should follow us on Twitter yeah. at NoNerdsPod. And we have an email address, NoNerdsPod at gmail.com. You should email us, ask us some questions, request a movie. I don't know, something like that. Send us your review of Trolls 2, and yeah, the funniest okay. one will be said on air. That's it, that's it. No, what we should do... Okay, cool. Is we, <laughs> should, <laughs> we, should, <laughs> no, I mean, we should do the opposite. We should say what movie we're going to do next week, and ask people to, to write little two-sentence reviews that they sent to us, if they've seen the movie. 
Gotcha. And then we pick one and we read it at the end for the next episode. Does that sound fun? That sounds like fun. I mean, look, and the reality of it is that zero people will actually do that. Yeah. But someday, that yeah. sounds fun to me. Anyway, um, and that's also a bad idea this time because we have not decided what movie we're going to do next time. Yeah. Um, I am talking to a couple of people that might be guests next week, and I don't know what movie they would want to pick. So yeah. we're flying by the seat of our pants. We'll do Pokemon 3 and... Star Wars 3 eventually. That's on the horizon. Anyway. Oh, a triple um, feature. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks. thanks. Love ya. Thanks. This cool is, dudes. like, the worst ending we've ever done on this podcast because I don't yeah. have a button for it, but <laughs> I, I don't have any I don't have any better ideas unless you've got something. I don't have anything funny to say. We don't have anything to play <laughs> off of. <laughs> right. Wake up in the morning. Oh, I should also say I was watching it with Anna. Before we started it, we decided to make a bet on how many times they would floss in the movie. Yeah. And I was surprised to see that there was no flossing. I know. And that's so that's so nice. Like I don't know what it is about like hopping on trip. What kind of what kind of movie do you have to be that's as when someone says they don't floss in it, somebody says, I know, that was so nice. That, <laughs> like oh, God, just imagine. Like that's the thing I didn't have to see. And I and I thank the world for that. Did you ever see Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet. I do know that he flosses. Yeah, he flosses two discreet times in that movie. And that's just one of the reasons why that movie's bad. Just one yeah. of them. Anyway, okay, that's all. That's all. Uh, floss you later, listeners. <laughs>